You're listening to the Mangroves to Mountains podcast, where we talk all things outdoors, hunting, fishing, paddling, camping, adventure travel, and more. Thanks for listening. Emra, can you pronounce your last name for me? Oric. Oric. Like, just like... Yeah, like, like the vacuum, but I, I don't have a, um, a vacuum empire. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come clean. Get it. Dad joke. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. um, <laughs> I just, I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even intentional. I'm no, no, he's a dad joke. And I'm like, well, oh, I get it. Yeah. Okay. I'm clean. <laughs> yeah. So, um, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, tell us where you're from, what yeah. your interests are. So, um, name is Emra Oric. I live in Minnesota. Um, my interest is, uh, obviously, uh, hunting and, um, I am a recent, well, I'm going to say recent, relatively recent, last, I'm going to say four or five years, like hardcore into traditional, um, traditional archery, traditional bow hunting. And, uh, I have a whopping, um, uh, Asian carp, no, a buffalo carp to my, uh, to my kill list with a traditional bow. I'm still trying to shoot something, uh, nice. uh, four, four, four legged with it. But, uh, you know, previous to that, of course, I've got, like regular, you know, uh, compound hunting experience and lots of rifle and muzzle loader and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, uh, married, uh, one kid, she's nine. And, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the quick synopsis there. And then you host the Bow Hunting Soul podcast, which is, uh, I, I think we met through Jason. He, I heard him on his podcast, traditional bow hunting and wilderness podcast, recommend yours. And then I think that's how I, found yours and then we met through that and I was actually a guest on your show. Um, I'm not sure when it was, but wow, that was about a year ago. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah, wow. I, I think so. Yeah. That I sounds think. about right. Yeah. I, I should have checked when we were doing the Skype thing here. Cause that's when uh, we first connected on the, <clears throat> on, on Skype and stuff. So, but yeah, yeah, you were a guest on there and um, yeah, Jason was kind of responsible. I always give a lot of credit to him for, for a lot of things, but um you know, I I, I kind of credit him with with me getting started in it too because, uh, you know, I listened. To, he was like one of the first first three podcasts like ever that I listened to. One was Meat Eater, second was Wired to Hunt, and then I started listening to his. And um and then I I just I just kind of um uh found an affinity to that because I'm like, man, the guy's just like he's honest and he's you know um you know j- just kind of seeing it how it is and uh there's no yeah, bs un- to that and i'm like man I really unapologetic like deliver unapologetic and then yeah i, you know, I, I start, respect that in a person <laughs> yeah and you start talking to them and, and texting them and this and that and sooner or later you're like internet friends even though you've never met you know so <laughs> yeah yeah he actually came down when i was doing hog hunts he came down with his family a few years ago and and uh his daughter shot a pig i can't remember if keegan shot one or not but um it was a great hunt. We we did some bow fishing and just hung out and just a great guy. Awesome. Yeah. But um so uh the the trad I know you've had kind of a, a journey with the trad bows as most traditional bow hunters have. So do you remember your first trad bow? It was a Samic Sage. Samic um, Sage. Excellent. Yeah, just just like a lot of people. And uh when when I first started, um I I, I start I know you didn't ask me this question, but I, I started because uh, you know, I, I was reading all the magazines, you know, like Bow Hunter and, and Peterson's Bow Hunting and all this and that. And I picked up traditional Bow Hunter magazine. And, you know, in that magazine, it was about the hunt and it wasn't just one giant, uh, commercial for the latest and greatest mm-hmm. products and, and stuff, you know. 
Um, the weapon was almost secondary to what the story was. And I, I was really attracted to that. And of course, when you see the pictures and I think there's this romanticized image of, you know, an archer, you know, either at full draw or kind of standing there at the top of the hill, you know, your bow, you know, uh, one limb kind of, you know, resting on, on a foot and the other one on top of his hand and kind of yeah. overlook, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, classic. Right. The yeah. Image. So I'm like, man, I, I got to try that. And, um, you know, I, I, honestly, I, I quit about three times, um, because I found it very, very difficult. Um, and it was frustrating to me and I kept going back to it because it was kind of just like pissing me off that I like, why can't I get this? You know, but then the, um, the accuracy part of it, like the, all of it, all I mean, of it. Like, okay. How, like the shooting, how am I supposed to, like, like this was before, um, I was kind of in like the, the initial start of the wave of the popularity, you know, with, with the Aaron Snyder's and the push and all this and that, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but they really weren't a thing yet, you know? And, you know, everything, we didn't have as many forums and, and, and Facebook groups and things like that like we do. Uh, certainly no, uh, we only had like one or two podcasts, you know, Jason's being one of them. And, um, you know, I tried all kinds of things like to, to um, how am I supposed to, to shoot this? I've tried the instinctive thing. I tried the aiming thing. I tried different anchors. Um, and I just couldn't figure out why, like, you know, a 10, 12 yards, I'd get like, like two kind of in the middle you know, on, on a target, you know, bag, right? Like on a, like a three right. by three or four by four bag or whatever, you know, and you get like one in the top right corner and maybe a couple in the bottom left corner. And it's like, well, which was it? You know what I mean? You don't really have a, a group to, to kind of like concentrate on like, okay, well, this is where they're impacting. And I was kind of all over the place mm-hmm. and uh, it really frustrated me. So I, I gave up on it like a couple of times and I go, you know, and I, and I, I'd sell it or put it down or give it away to a friend. And then a few months later, I'm like, man, I, I, I got the bug again. I want to try again, you know? So it took a couple of years for me to actually shoot relatively accurately, you know? And then all of a sudden one day, um, I, and I don't know when that realization is for it's different for different people, but all of a sudden you're like, huh, I'm not wondering whether I'm going to hit the bag or not, or if I'm going to, you know, hit the backstop. I'm, I'm actually, my, I'm not worried that I'm going to hit the spot that I'm actually aiming at. It's going to, it's going to be there, you know, whatever your um, benchmark is like, I don't know, a teacup size, softball size, oh, you name it, whatever. But um, all of a sudden you just kind of look back, go, huh, uh, this kind of clicks. <laughs> yeah. And, and you don't even realize when it clicked. It might have been just then or it might have been a week ago or two weeks ago and you never noticed, but it clicked. And then, of course, the, the bug just, you know, doesn't go away. No. <clears throat> yeah, I think Schaefer on his podcast, he may have been talking to you um, about, uh, well, at least for me, when when I was a kid, I started really young shooting archery, just like no no mentors, just bought a, a bow at a garage sale, like a $3 fiberglass bow. And I didn't know... I, Archery didn't come, become hard for me until I, until I realized it's supposed to be hard. Like when mm-hmm. I thought it was, when, you know what I mean? Like as a kid, mm-hmm. everything's easy. You just pick up and, oh, put the arrow on the string, draw back and shoot it. Like there's not a lot of thinking involved. The more thought process I have involved in my shot, the worse I do typically. But when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, I, w- I was lights out. I, I was just, now, now I'm just like, start, you know, I've been doing it 40 years and, there are days I, f- I look like I've never shot a bow before, you know, so it's just, uh, <clears throat> but just, yeah, before you know it's hard, it's difficult. It's supposed to be difficult. It's, it's, you know, it becomes difficult if you think about it too much, I guess, at least for me. Yeah. I, he's, he's, he's mentioned that a few times. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause he, he pretty much grew up with a bow in his hand too. And yeah, same deal, you know, um, until you start uh, being told, Hey, maybe you should shoot this oh, way or three under or, 
uh, try gap or, you know, position your body this way and don't can't. And then, you know, it, it's, it's great to try, you know, try different things. Um, especially someone brand new starting out right. and see what kind mm-hmm. of works for you. But yeah, he, he kind of went through that whole frustration, I think of, uh, trying to do something different <laughs> and then just kind of went back to, you know, let's screw it. I'm just going to do it the way I know how to do it. And it just, I think it makes him happier. So, which is great because if you exactly. have confidence, confidence is everything. Right. Um, and I just feel like, yeah. like with most things, the more arrows you shoot, the better you get, you know, it's, yes. it's all about repetition, even yes, if you're, yes. you know, and try to, you know, repeat that form, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it seems to work, especially on game, yeah. I think. But, um, and then did you, so you were, were you a late onset hunter or had you always hunted like with a gun and compound or I mean, were you an adult onset hunter? <laughs> I don't know if that's a phrase. Yeah, that's a phrase. Um, kind of. So, um, I, I, I got into hunting with, with, uh, a couple of my roommates, a couple of my, you know, best friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to say like early twenties, right? I don't know if that's considered, you know, early on or late onset or not. I mean, cause some, like you said, some kids grow up like hunting. You know, they shoot their first like giant buck when they're like 11 years old, right? So yeah, that's, that's not me. But um, so we we got into that. Never really uh, was was never really successful. And then um, you know, just kind of w- with the job I had, I was I was traveling a lot, um, and kind of gave up a lot of those hobbies for a long time. So I guess I didn't really pick it up back up again until like the early 2000s. Um, <laughs> You know, and I got my old bows, like a PSE Nova, you know, that I hadn't used in like, t- you know, 10, 12, some years or whatever. Yeah, I remember was. that. Yeah. So, um, so I, I guess you could say, yeah, adult onset, you know. Yeah, 20s. Yeah, late, I, was, I would say like late 20s by the time, early 30s by the time I, uh, yeah, I was early 30s by the time I really picked it up again um, with, with kind of like the hardcore bug, you know. And that was hunting in, in Minnesota? Yes. Yeah. And what what part of the state are you in? I am just like southwest of the Twin Cities, so pretty okay. much like the middle middle of the state. Um, there's uh, yeah, I'd say equal amount north, and then there's equal amount south, kind of thing for me. So gotcha. If you, if you if you look at Minneapolis, kind of that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lived for in uh, Iowa for a number of years, and I would fish and never hunted in Minnesota, but I'd go over across the border and fish. Some mm-hmm. of those rivers over there, you know, for trout. Yeah. It was beautiful country. So, um, this, since you have a, a change in jobs, are you going to have more time to hunt this year, you think? Because I know you were on the road a lot. Yeah, I, I was. So, um, yes and no. I, I'm not sure, okay, because it was, <laughs> if I was single, oh boy, but uh, I mean, I, <laughs> you know, stand back, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, I, right now my, my, my weekends are, I work weekends, right? So I work like three twelves. Okay. I work three twelves. Oh, wow. shifts on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you get paid for 40, which is great. Um, and you get, you know, Monday through Thursday off. That's the way my schedule is now. But my wife works four tens and she works overnights. Oh my so, gosh. And it's, yeah. So it's kind of opposite. So like three, four days a week, it's basically like, hi, honey, bye, honey. You know, I come home, she goes right to bed, sleeps for a few hours, goes, you know, whatever. And of course we had a nine year old, you know, so, um, you know, you, you someone's got to be home during the day. Someone's got a parent, obviously. So, um, th- this, this is working out for us, you know, right now, you know, I don't know if it's like a, like a long term thing as far as, uh, you know, hours and schedules and, and all of that kind of stuff, but 
you know, it's, it's, it's a change for everybody too. And it's a change for my wife too, because like half the time she wants me home and half the time she's like, why are you here? Because she's been so used to me being gone for like half the year, you know what I mean? I'd be yeah. gone half the year almost. Wow. Um, yeah. So and after That's 20 an years, it's, yeah, it's a big adjustment. It's a big adjustment. All of a sudden you're like, who is this person living with me? And like, I didn't ask for this like roommate to be around. This he's time. here all, he's here all the time. <laughs> he's here all the damn time. So I don't know. Long answer to, to a short question. I, I, I really don't know. Um, last year I didn't get a ton. Um, and, uh, this year I, I'm really not sure. You know, I think the, the more we kind of get into a groove of, this new lifestyle, this new jobs and, and whatever school's going to be, you know, you know, so far, you know, my daughter's going to be, you know, and they're going to be in school. You know what I mean? Last year, there was a lot of uh, um, uh, distance learning they were doing because, you know, the schools were shut down. So right. that made it even harder during, you know, midday and stuff um, to do that, of course, you know, when um, and just because I'm home, you know, during the day doesn't mean I can just take off because, uh, well, if she's in school, definitely, but you know, that's when my wife is sleeping. So, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. You know, it's, uh, I, I, I ache to be outdoors. I really do. I mean, just like you, anybody listening to this, I'm sure just, you know, that's, that's why we, we do this, but, uh, you know, <laughs> dad life, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and when you do get a, an opportunity to go, do you have to go far to hunt or, or is it no. close? Luckily, oh, um, literally within like my doorstep, I can be within like, I don't know, one, two, three, like four different WMAs or, uh, uh um, or USFS lands, you know, um, yes. uh, why, why can't I think of the, what is USFS land? That's, um, uh, uh, well, or, um, anyway, yeah, right. Well, right. Right. Yeah. Right. right. So, um, yeah, I mean, within like 20 minutes uh, of, of my doorstep, I can be like, you know, boots on the ground walking in somewhere. So I'm lucky that I can do that. Um, there's, there's, there's lots of public land around me. Uh, last year I did notice that it got, it got hammered pretty hard. There was a lot more people in the woods. I'm hoping that's temporary. I'm hoping that, uh, people kind of gave it a go. You know, I know we're supposed to be like, you know, bolstering hunting and all that stuff, but, um, you know, I, I think some of them maybe just kind of gave it a go and it's not for them or because, uh, they're already hunters, but, uh, maybe they were out of work or working from home. Yeah. With um, COVID. You know, yeah. Yeah. They could, they could do it during the middle of the week and not, uh, I, I don't know. Who knows? It, it got, it was definitely busier last year. I could tell, but, uh, yeah, let's hope that's temporary. Yep, there's lots there's lots of public land, so uh, you know it's kind of fair game for everybody, I suppose. So you just got to outsmart, you know, not only the animals now, but uh, other people, and you know, just change your tactics if you have to. Yes, do you have um, do you have access to to private land too? Like, <clears throat> I I do. Um, I have a buddy up north, and I've been going up to his property for I don't know for a bunch of years now. Uh, so I try to go up there during rifle season, um, mm -hmm. or muzzleloader season. And that ends up being like, you know, and I even miss like quote unquote deer camp, right? Because, um, I'll, again, schedule wise, whatever, I'll end up going up there maybe like for, I'll have like one day. So I'll leave my house at like 3 a.m., get up there by like quarter to six, six, you know, um, stumble around, go sit, you know, maybe shoot something and then like drive back that night. You know, I mean, that's what I did oh, this, this, yeah, hard, that's hard what I did work. this. Yeah, you know, the, the one deer, the doe that I got, she was a tank of a doe, but, I mean, I wouldn't really call it a hard hunt. The hardest thing was, like I said, trying to stay awake, trying to drive three hours at 3 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> yeah, you know, really. and shoving her in the back of a Hyundai Elantra trunk, you know, which oh can be gosh. done. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but, I uh, yeah, that's the, <clears throat> that's the only private land that I, that I get to hunt. 
I see. I killed a, a deer when I was living in Iowa, and it was such a long drag to get it to the car. And I had a um, what was it? Uh, oh, a protege. I can't remember mm-hmm. what was it? Nissan. Was it a no? Mazda protege. Little little you know car, t- little yep. trunk, and and it was the buck was so stiff. By the time I got it to the to the car, and it was big. <laughs> it was a good sized deer, like Iowa buck. You know, not a big rack, but a big body and. And uh, it was so stiff that I actually had to cut its lower legs off with a saw. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't account for get it in the trunk, you know. Yeah, I, I didn't account for rigor, um, so I was able yeah. to get this, this, uh, you know, and I had access to like a four wheeler, you know what I mean? I threw it on the back and you know, pretty much drove right up to my trunk and stuff, you know, and I shoved her in there, and I mean, she was a tank of a doe. I mean, every bit of. 130 some maybe more pounds i mean it was a big doe genuinely yeah and um so by the time i got home so she's folded up there in like one of those um it's not a jet sled but it looks just like a jet sled you know one of those Mm -hmm. like things just to keep the blood off and stuff so by the time i got home of course like she's this like stiff folded mass you know and trying to get her out of the trunk was harder than getting her into the trunk oh Oh, my gosh So yeah, I, felt, I can yeah, picture kind of, it. Kind yeah, good, good fellows, you know. So yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That's hilarious. You didn't have to stab her in the trunk, though, right? Like in Goodfellas. I did not have to go back after a spaghetti dinner and uh, finish the job. No, I'm. I'm <laughs> she was done. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. the The issue here and where I live, we talked about it before, is that there's. I get time to hunt because I get. Like, for instance, I'm a teacher. We get all of Thanksgiving week off, but everything is so far from me. So there's no close hunt for me. I have some land that I lease near Fort Pierce, but that's two hours away. So I'm so envious when I hear about people, and it's probably the majority of deer hunters, like, oh, I can be hunting in 20 minutes. Well, (laughs) I want to be there someday. You know, like, (laughs) that's my goal is to be able to, well, really the goal would be just to walk out the door with my bow and and go to where I'm going to hunt, you know, just on my own property. But even right. just to have something in a reasonable driving distance would be nice for once, but we're working on that. Yeah, I could, I could see that. And then do you want to talk about your tactics a little bit? Like what you, for archery season? I know you, you've talked about the saddle before. Um, you going to do that again? Yeah, I am. Um, and again, big disclaimer. Um, you know, I haven't shot anything with the trad bow. So anything you hear out of my voice is me trying to do things. Not uh, not in any way, shape, or form. Like, hey, let's emulate Emra because he's so successful. Um, <clears throat> but you know, part of that, part of that, I'm, I'm going to say, I know it sounds like you know, putting blame, but is because I don't get a lot of a lot of time in the woods as far as like um, being able to kind of put in long days, early mornings, late nights, kind of thing. But um, some of it is just you know, I've made some mistakes. Um, I've certainly made some mix- mistakes. But um, anyway, disclaimer out of the way. So. Um, I, I, I've never been really comfortable in a tree stand, uh, no matter what, whether it's, you know, with a compound or, 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 a, a you know, traditional bow or whatever. I just, I, I don't, I, I don't feel secure in one. Um, even though I know I'm probably not going to fall off. I don't like it when they wobble and I know good ones don't really wobble, but they all, they all have a little bit, you know, to them. And I've never been comfortable with my stance, um, as far as like how my feet are and how I can, you know, kind of twist around or, or whatever. It just feels different in a tree stand. Yeah, um, I agree. So when, so I sold mine, I had an XOP uh, vanish that I didn't like. I, I used it for about a year, a year and a half, two years. And I, I just didn't like it that much. And I was waffling between that, uh, selling that and getting a lone wolf, uh, <clears throat> assault too. 
mm-hmm. which uh, is way more secure. I'm not going to get into that whole whole thing, but I mean, just the, the back bracket's better, the, the grips tree better, all that stuff. And then this, the saddle thing kind of was kind of booming, right, with the whole tethered thing and everything. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to – maybe I can give that a shot. And then, uh, of course – uh, what's his name? John Tucker, which is uh, uh, Jason's one of Jason's best friends. You know, he yeah. owns Tacta Saddle, and uh, I don't know how we got talking to him. I think maybe John was on his podcast, or maybe I was talking to him. Anyway, so I, d- I decided to give it a try. Um, a, I wanted to support a traditional guy, and I wanted mm-hmm. to support someone. Um, even though the tethered guys like Ernie, Ernie Power, he literally lives like, like 12, 15 minutes away from me, right? He oh. actually lives down the street from some of our closest friends that we go visit all the time. So oh my it's a lo- it, yeah, it's a local company and these are good guys, see him around all the time. But anyway, um, so whatever company you're going to support, go ahead and do it. You know, there's, there's really no bad ones out there. So I'm trying to get a B out of here, wasp or something. I'm in my car right now. There oh we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, um, I uh, I called him up and uh, I got the tactic saddle and you know that got made fun of a lot in some of the the cunning forms and stuff because they're like it looks like a dike it looks like a like a thong you know like a tactic thong whatever <laughs> how could that be comfortable you know the thing goes up your butt and it's like no no you don't understand you put this thing on and it is supremely comfortable um, you know I I just uh, I had the tethered uh, the original one not the phantom but the mantis. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I, I experienced the same problems that a lot of people did with that, where they were kind of ride up and, uh, I was trying to one stick climb and, you know, with one stick and you kind of have to like hang in the saddle for a little bit, you know, and I would get like this wedgie and stuff. So I'm like, no, I, so I got, I got rid of that. And then I tried to tack the saddle and it fit differently and it supported me better. And I was like, okay, um, this is it. I, I'm, I'm comfy. I'm not going to change. Um, you know, I know tethered offers like, you know, di- different models now and the Phantom and there's other, other companies like, you know, H2 and Cruiser and Trophy Line and all this stuff. So, I, you know, I, I would encourage people to go try different stuff. But uh, I would also say if you look at the Tactic Saddle and you think it's not going to be, you know, you think it's just going to be like this thong thing, d- try it out. Trust me. Take my word for it. You're 99% sure that you're going to like it. Okay. Um, and I'm not just trying to blow sunshine towards uh, John Tucker, but it's 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 really comfortable. So anyway, I've been using that for a couple of years. Um, I've been doing the uh, I've tried all kinds of climbing methods. I had you know like the climbing sticks, you know, like three, four of them. Um, you know, then I kind of switched over to the one stick climbing method where you bring your stick up with you, and the top of your stick is your platform. You know, you have a little oh, yeah. platform to shoot off yeah. of. Mm-hmm. So um, I was using uh, a Hawk helium stick with the Artisan Outdoors fabrication. Uh, platform uh, good it kind of flexed a little bit not the platform but what it's bolted to which is the hawk helium stick which um you know is a lightweight stick you can't fault any oh, yeah. of this stuff you know right um <clears throat> but then this year i just recently got this um uh, ultimate uh, ultimate one stick from uh, it, uh eastern woods outdoors okay did you, did you do uh, a video on that i did i did a couple i did one just kind of uh, doing like a quick preview of the of the stick and then I did a uh, how I'm gonna I'm gonna rappel down. So rappelling down is kind of a thing now, right? Um, yes. So you one yeah, stick that's... up. Yeah. So one sticking up is no big deal. One sticking down is just a pain in the ass. I mean, yeah, it's so it's sounds not like fun. it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So when you rappel down, though, it's it's a it's fun. <laughs> it's fun as hell. Yeah. But it's a yeah. lot quicker. Yeah. So I'm 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 gonna do that. It's uh it's kind of like the I'm gonna say like the like the Cadillac of. Uh, um, of sticks, it's super lightweight. The, the, the platform is a little bit different. Uh, you know, it's got some more wings on it, so you can kind of push off to the side around the tree. 
um, and be a little more stable in different shooting positions. Um, <clears throat> it's got a cam. Cle- I mean, it's got a lot of little features in there, and you can kind of build your stick. And uh, Dan uh, o- uh, Osterhout, um, which I'm going to have him back on the show, actually. Uh, we're, we've actually been talking past couple of days. We're just trying to get our schedules uh, together. And he owns DoubleSteps.com. Uh, so, uh, well, I'm sorry. It's Eastern Woods Outdoors, but it's uh, www.DoubleSteps.com is the site. Okay. And it caters a lot to um, saddle hunting. Um, so you can kind of build your own uh, sticks. You can kind of build out your own, um, you know, one stick you can put, you know, if you're going to do like, Oh, super nice. Yeah. I mean, you can change, you can put different styles of aiders and heights of aiders and what's your, what your step height's going to be. I mean, it's really, really cool. Um, so I'm really loving that thing. I've, I've been up and down a tree and I'm going to say like four or five times, just kind of practicing and, and doing those videos and stuff. And I'm really looking forward to hunting with that super light. I'm not, I don't really care about the lightweight so much, but it's uh, packability and, and um, just ease of use that's more important. Yeah. And it's 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 super nice. So I'm looking forward to it. And then how do you feel like compared to in a stand? Do you feel more secure in a saddle or does it feel? I feel I way more secure because you're constantly under tension. OK. OK. Um, you don't have any wobbles. Uh, you don't have any. Uh, uh, you know, like if your platform kind of wobbles on a on a. Um, on a tree stand, uh, you're not worried about like, Hey, am I going to step too far over? Like I, I, I was always kind of like a quote unquote tree hugger, meaning like, I don't like being far away from the tree when I'm Me in too. the stand, Same you know? Here. So I don't really, um, like, I don't know if you saw Jason's video on, on the beast stand, you know, from the hunting, from uh, Dan I, Dan I haven't stand. seen that yet. Well, he was, he was kind of touting that, uh, you know, it's kind of longer, you know, it's, it's narrow, but it's still longer. Right. So that he can kind of go out to the edge of that stand and then turn back around and face the tree and and shoot past the tree, so you get kind of 360 shootability. Um, great for him. There's no way. I'd that sounds like a that. nightmare. <laughs> yeah, the, I'd be like walking the plank. You know, I'm like exactly. No, I, I, I I would rather be wider and closer to the tree. So absolutely. Um, but with with a saddle, you're you're constantly under tension, and you don't you, you feel you feel like something's. I mean, it is holding you, but you feel like someone or something is physically holding you. And it's just more comforting, and then you can just, uh, you know, you, you, the only thing you got to kind of get used to is swinging around the tree. If the tree leans a little bit, well, I mean, you're basically like a plumb bob, right? Um, on yeah. Of, like, you are the you are the way. Gravity's going to win no matter what. So uh, if you kind of, you know, step off one way, you know, you, you kind of want to tend to kind of kind of swing out. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. You got to kind of brace yourself certain certain ways. It's it's not it's not as as easy as you know, a lot of the videos make it out to be like, oh, you can be in any position and shoot anywhere around the tree. I've, I found that that's not the case. But as far as being comfortable at height, um, again, going back to the confidence thing, I'm I'm way more comfortable doing that. So and it's, you know, it's it's just kind of fun being up there. The hard part is being still because you just want to kind of like do 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 kind of swing. Yeah, back swing. Forth, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I think the benefit of a tree stand is you can either like sit, put your back against the tree and just stand there or sit down and just don't move. You know, whereas in a, in a saddle, you kind of want to play around a little bit. Yeah, I have um, one of my friends, Dalton Lewis from the Stick Boys. I hunt with him. I go up and hunt in North Carolina every year, and he, he puts stands for me, one or two low ones. But I get to the stand, and I look at it. It's like, I thought you, I thought you said it was going to be low. It's like 16 feet. Low to me is 10 feet, you know, and and uh, I'm just kind of looking for another option. Maybe maybe I will go with uh, – I don't think it will happen this year going to the saddle, but maybe for next year. Um, and now this, this year I'm going to just, I said, can you just do a, put up a pop-up line? 
couple of pop-up lines. I'll hunt, I'll hunt from the ground. You know, maybe I'll see less, but at least I'll be comfortable. And, and, uh, you know, I'm just not comfortable up off, off the ground more than 10 feet or so. So that kind of limits me for tree stand hunting, especially up there with kind of wide open woods. So. I was going to say, but he, he puts them high because, um, because it is wooded country, it is. right? It's kind of, kind of yeah. hill country. So if you don't, you know, if you're only 10 feet, you might still be like eyeball to eyeball with like the next, you know, hill, hill over, I guess, with, with, yeah. you know, where so. I grew up hunting in New York, it was flat. At least where I mostly bow hunted was flat. So 10 feet, as long as you have branches around you, you can, you can kind of hide in the tree and, and still get it done. But yeah, up there would be really tough going that yeah. low. Yeah. Yeah, give, definitely give that saddle a shot, though. I mean, you're you're gonna, well, okay, I don't know. So, some people like try it and they're like, okay, I'm going back. But uh, I mean, if if you're like me and it sounds like you are, to me it was way more secure. So I think I think you might like it. They've actually been around a long time. I remember them back in like in the '90s, and then with this whole um, move towards public lands hunting, you know, um, being mobile, it seems like they've come back in popularity. And now there's these these companies like the one you mentioned. Uh, it's cool. I mean, it's, it just it opens up another uh, way to hunt for people and probably a safer way because, like you said, you're always secured to the tree Yeah. Um, as opposed to just balancing on a on a stand. I still see some some videos, not videos, but TV shows where like, why this guy's in a stand? Where's this? Where's this harness? Like, where, where's is he even attached to the tree? And I swear I've seen a few that they're not even I don't think they're wearing a harness or if they're wearing one, they're not, it's not secured above them, you know, or, or there's too much. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's like, what the heck? Yeah. It's it's scary. Yeah. And, and, you know, with, with the, it's not the end all be all as far as, um, you know, over a stand. I mean, there's, there's pros and cons, right? So with a stand, you're kind of, what I didn't like is it's not so much hauling the stand, but, um, like actually just getting it up into the tree and, you know, locking it in and this and that, and, and just kind of dealing with it. Um, well, you know, and and packing up too at the end of the day, right? You got to have your sticks a certain way. You got to have either, um, you know, if you've got a belt and um, like a Molly kind of belt or, uh, you know, backpack straps or whatever on your stand, and then you hang your pack to that, or do you just attach your stand to your pack and use your pack? You know what I mean? Vice yeah. versa, depending on if you're going to put any, you know, um, other layers, and you know, especially up here, you know, we've got like multiple like outer layers. Um, it, it's just the logistics of packing everything and unpacking everything, um, especially at the end of a, you know, at, at middle of, you know, at the end of the night or whatever, and you just want to get out. And, uh, it, it's just, this way was so much, you know, easier for me instead of having to deal with that. But, you know, when you get into the saddle thing, you don't understand you have like more, more carabiners to deal with. You've got more ropes to deal with. You've got, you know, it, there's just more stuff dangling, um, mm-hmm. that you need to kind of manage, um, so, uh, you, you know, it, it, one way you get frust, you know, some frustrations with hauling around, you know, bulkier items like the stand and sticks and this and that. But with the saddle, you still got frustrations with all these, you know, ropes and things like that too. And um, it just until you kind of learn to to pack everything a certain way and just tame tame everything, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's a learning curve. It's a learning curve both ways, you know. It's not like That's this true. panacea, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually like hunting out of, out of ladder stands. You can get away with that with hogs, you know, just yeah. there's a stand. It's in the tree. <laughs> just climb up. Just climb up your, yeah. yeah, climb up. I always hated the railings, the side the side rails on those things, you know. You do like them or do not? No, do not. Like the handrails, you know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah at the top. So you got to, you know, be sideways shooting or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't use any. I buy the cheapest ones that I can, and usually they don't, they don't have the side rail, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, you want to talk about your bow and arrow setup or your what bow you're going with this year? Man, I would. Um, you got to <laughs> go back? I haven't chosen one yet. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm really partial to this uh, this Bear Grizzly that I have. It's I, I have two of them now. They're both 1966 Bear Grizzlies. Nice. Uh, one is like a 42-ish something pound, and the, the most recent one I got is a 52 pound. Um, That's my all-time favorite bow, by the way, the Bear Grizzly. Is it? The 60s, the 60s, yeah, mid-60s Bear Grizzly. Yeah, so I had the 66, and it's just so – it's just I mean, I pick it up, and it just literally, like, becomes party, right? You know, like uh, – um, like like Iron Man, you know, when he puts the suit on and like yeah. the glove just kind of like whoop, you know fits around him, you know, it just kind of fits. It feels like that. I feel confident with that thing, um, and uh, you know that's you know again forty two pounds. It's uh, shooting five hundred and twenty some grain arrow. Um, I think it'll just have Zwicky Eskimos uh, for for all my setups uh, on the end of them because I can sharpen them real easy. Oh yeah, um, I love I love to hand sharpen um, just when I'm sitting downstairs in my basement in my hobble hole listening to podcasts. Um, it's just you know therapeutic. You know, some people think it's kind of serial killerish. You know, while you're sitting there sharpening <laughs> blades, listening to things by yourself. But you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Know, so then uh, I, I also have this this beautiful Java Man Elkhart that um, you know Greg Coffee built. Um, it's my first like kind of real custom bow and, uh, that one I'm pulling 40. Well, I'm actually pulling a little more than that now because I got rid of the clicker and I'm actually expanding more. I'm actually, uh, um, pulling a little more. So it's about 40, 44, 45 pounds. Um, same deal. It's that one's shooting a 580 grain arrow. I like a heavy arrow. I don't really like, I don't really care about speed. Um, same I like, you know, but after 20 yards, man, my groups go to crap, right? Because I think mm-hmm. I have so much drop off in speed. Um, but out, to, you know, out to 20, I think I shoot, you know, pretty good. Um, so that, that one's going to go with me out in the woods too. So it's between the Grizzlies and that one, you know, I'm just going to mm-hmm. maybe like, like, like rotate around. Did you um, have them put your name on that bow? I do not have my name on the bow. Okay. Yeah. I have a couple customs and I, the reason I have my name put on them is so I don't sell them. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you a, know, I thought about that, but then, yeah, like, I don't know. I just don't like seeing names on bows. I don't know why. I just, uh-huh. I just, you know, not that I want to ever sell the thing. Cause I mean, I love it. It's, it's gorgeous, but yeah, they're uh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so ask Zwicky Eskimo for both. Um, and then, uh, so what, what arrows are you shooting? Uh, they're all gold tip, gold tip traditional. Uh, so it's either 500 spine or 600 spine, depending on the bow. Um, they're all about like, I don't know, uh, just over 30 inches long, I guess, 30, 30 and a quarter. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really chase that. Yep. Yep. Um, so I'll end up with anywhere from 200 and 250 to 300 up front, probably total. Okay. Um, you know, including insert or, uh, you know, however, however heavy I make the, uh, uh, the broadhead with different, uh, you know, like steel adapters, like feral adapters, you know? So, yeah. um, I, I'll kind of play around with those, but yeah, two, about, you know, 250 ish kind of upfront total. Um, I think I can't remember now. I'm trying to remember if one has like 300 upfront, but yeah, I mean, just nothing, just, you know, three, three fletch, uh, you know, four inch, uh, parabolics and, um, yeah, I mean that, that's really it. I mean, I, I and I, I kind of shoot what you might call gap instinctive, you know. Like I definitely see the arrow because I want to make sure that the arrow is like in alignment, you know, straight wise. But mm-hmm. I can't, uh, I can't gap shoot. I don't, you know, I don't do that. But 
within, you know, like sub 20 yards, um, you know, definitely like sub 15 yards. It's basically just that, that whole feels good sight picture. And then, you know, pull back and, you know, I, I, I don't snap shoot. I mean, I'll pull back, I hold, I try to expand and make sure everything's in alignment, everything's good to go. And then, um, I do, I do much better when I actually, you know, focus on a spot rather than try to, you know, pinpoint something with my, um, you know, tip of my arrow kind of thing. So. Yeah, I, I was up at the ranch uh, last weekend, and I just took a foam target and was shooting some some arrows with broadheads, and I'm glad I did because one of them was squirrely, like was going into the target, you know, at a weird angle, and then I was like, what the, what just happened? And then I shot it like three, four more times, same thing. So I think the broadhead, the, the, the I don't know if it's the ferrule, but the, the, the shaft between whatever, I can't think of the term, but the middle part between the blades, it was a, it's an old bear, uh, razor head and yeah. it must be bent or something or maybe the threads are screwed up or then i just put on a, a magnus too and then it flew beautifully so it's not the arrow it's the head it's like i'm so glad i shot that with a broadhead you know that arrow because you know here's here's the thing it's funny you say that because i just recently did a video right um i was i was, I was gonna try and prove that uh you know you you need to definitely have like a perfectly spinning broadhead. And, I, and, by, and by no means am I advocating to not have as perfectly spinning a broadhead as possible, right? Um, so I purposely went and I bent the ferrule, like the, you know, like where the, you know, like the screw part, you know? Yeah. Um, on, on one of the, um, like, aluminum, aluminum, uh, you know, ferrule ones I have or insert ones I have. Mm-hmm. And I screwed it on. I mean, like, enough that it was, like, wobble, okay? And so I started shooting. So I started doing this video. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, we're here, this and that. And, you know, gonna, well, I have one that's purposely bent. It, it wobbles crazy. And I took kind of like a close-up of the wobble versus one that spins perfectly true. <clears throat> and I, and, and I was shooting good. Okay. It, I, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't like I was shooting bad. I was shooting like really good. And honestly, like out to like 15, 18 yards, <laughs> they both hit the same damn spot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, you gotta oh be gosh. kidding me. And I'm like, and, and I'm like, good thing I didn't do this like live or something. Right. <laughs> so the video, the, the video kind of backfired. I'm like sitting there, like, okay, now I'm gonna shoot this, and I, it would shoot, and it, it would hit like right, right in the center. I'm like, exact opposite. Son of a bitch. Maybe I screwed up, but I screwed up enough that I, I fixed the, the flight of the arrow because I screwed up. No, I would shoot it and shoot it and shoot it, and it was going exact. Now, if it was going out 25, 30 yards, it's it's gonna, or if it was going a lot faster. I mean, my my arrows only go in the you know low 140s, one you know to like low you know, or high one, one fifties, maybe, right. Depending on the bow. Um, right. And, uh, I thought, well, maybe if it's going a lot faster, you know, but, um, uh, honestly I couldn't get him to really hit any difference. So I kind of scrapped that video, but, but I'm not advocating that people just don't give a crap about how their, how their broadheads spin. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get him to hit differently. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's funny. What what broadhead was it? Was that a was that a Zwicky? Yeah, it was a Zwicky Escalite or Eskimo, one of the two. I can't remember. Yeah, it was one of the Eskimos that I that I'd shot, and um, and a lot of times they'll come with a wobble too, you know. So you'll have to like either heat up the epoxy or you know the best thing to do is actually if you're if you're into building broadheads and building the components, just you know just get the um, ones that that aren't the screw in, get the glue on ones, and then get yourself like the steel adapters or aluminum adapters mm-hmm. and just put them together yourself to get the overall weights that you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was one of the, it was one of the ones with the aluminum, you know, ferrules inside. And, uh, I, I purposely bent it quite a bit and damn it. It flew straight. <laughs> <laughs> you could, you could sell that, uh, send that to Zwicky. 
Yeah, like, no, that's not something I want to advocate. I, I'm no, pretty I anal about like sharpness and perfect arrow flight and bear shafting and all that stuff. And it was to prove, hey, you need to do this. And yeah. then I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true science right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I go back to those, um, the classics like Bear, Bear Razorheads, uh, Magnus, Zwickies, yeah. like my box, my broadhead box is just full of those. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know everybody's moving to these, these single bevel and, but I, these, these things are so proven and I, I like the, the Magnus cause it's kind of a softer metal. I can get it sharp so quickly. And then I just take yeah. one of those all sharp. I just carry it in my pack and when I, Sit on stand. If I'm bored, I'll just, you know, sharpen it a few times, make sure it's still, you know, popping hairs. And they're just, I don't know. I just like classic stuff and they look cool on the end of the arrow. You know, I just, they do. Um, you know, I've, I've got, uh, I've got some tough heads too, tough head meat heads. And, mm-hmm. um, fa- I mean, fantastic head, right? I mean, um, but it's r- the, the hardness on that thing is like way harder than his wiki. And it's like oh, yeah. really hard for me to sharpen like with a file. And get and get like a really good um, edge on it, or it just takes a whole lot longer. Nothing against tough head. Um, I've had uh, Jason. I don't say his last name. Wojo. Um, Wojo Howitz. That's what. Yeah, there I said it. Probably. Yeah, there you go. Um, great guy. You know. Um, you know, and, and I've got him sitting there. I just don't have anything that right now that that kind of works out. That because those are like 265 grains or whatever, plus whatever insert you're running. I don't have anything that I can run that with right now anyway. Yeah. But, um, I just, I just found that I like the Zwickies are just like, God, you just sit there with a file and you just get them razor, razor sharp. And I know they're going to dull easier, but you're right. They just look way cooler. I think on the end of a, on the end they, of that shaft too, classic. And, you know, and I haven't shot enough stuff to be like, Oh, I don't want to do this. I want to do that. You know what I mean? I need to get some animals on the ground to be able to speak up about any of this. Yeah. Stuff. Well, you need, you need to come down and hog hunt with me. Oh, so I know I do. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have the big property anymore, but I've got 40 acres and there's a lot of pigs on it. And I've got two feeders now and stands and, and, uh, uh, this, this rancher wants them killed. So I'm going to go up next weekend, but yeah, anytime you want to come down and, and, uh, and pig hunt, we could get after them for sure. I might have to, I might have to do that because my, because my wife takes trips to Disney, right? That's her thing. She's like, you know, she'll go to Disney a few times and do the runs and do the whatever down there. So, um, be an excuse to uh and plus we have friends down there and stuff too so yeah cool <laughs> used to go down there and, and, it, and the thing is you can you know i'm sure you know this but you can hunt pigs after dark in florida um yep so you can sit up in the tree and you know just with, with a red light and just they're gonna come i mean if you're willing to sit there long enough they don't come during daylight they'll come after dark it's just you know right. they just do what they want you know how they are just yeah. they could show up in prime time, they could show up four hours later. They just have their own plan, you know, their own time schedule to figure uh, their own deal. Be. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's uh, almost 44 minutes. You need to go back to. You want to stop here and. Yeah, uh, we can uh, we can do that and pick pick back up again if you want. Okay. Yeah, let's think. Uh, let's see. If I stop this, will it save it automatically? Do you know? Yes. Uh, if you stop it, it will save it. Um, so you, you do stop recording first instead of hanging okay. up, right? So you hang like your little three dots there. Uh, yes. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So, um, yeah, we had a short break there, but we're back. Um, so Emra, what do you, I was going to ask you this earlier about, uh, filming hunts. Have you filmed any hunts yet? Um, no, I, I, I film, I film like YouTube videos, you know, for my yeah. channel, but, uh, I, I don't really have a setup 
to film hunts. Uh, I tried, I, I got a GoPro Hero Black 8, I think it was, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, for Christmas. And uh, I took it out a few times uh, squirrel hunting, because I, I like the bow hunt, uh, squirrel, you know, squirrel hunting, like small game stuff too, right? That's a ton of fun. Oh, yeah, so, I love it. Yeah, so I took that out, um, but I'm still kind of getting used to it. You know, because um, because our small game season here goes to the end of February. So um, I got that, you know, like I said, for Christmas, going to play around with it for a little bit, you know, got like the accessory kit and everything like that for the head, you know, for your headband and all that stuff. And I took it out a couple times, but uh, I never really got any like good video of it. Um, it's kind of uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a GoPro uh, expert, so I don't want to like, you know. Uh, speak out of turn or whatever but i think it's kind of hard to um get images that are farther away you know um even yeah. if you take it off of like kind of fish eye mode or wide angle mode stuff like that you know you're i, I kind of reviewed it a little bit and it's it's tough to like i'm like yeah I, I swear to god there's a squirrel over there i'm trying to take a shot at and you don't <laughs> see it you know what i mean i think um when we see all these foot all this footage from guys filming you know a deer obviously is a large animal pigs large animal um, so I haven't had a chance, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to do that this year. Um, other than that, no, I don't have like an extra a camera or anything like that. I mean, I film pretty much anything for my channel on my phone, you know, I have yeah. an iPhone, you know, 12 or whatever it is. And most of it was on an iPhone seven, but I don't really have a setup to, uh, to film hunts. It, it looks great though. I mean, the, the, your YouTube videos look excellent. I would have never known that was a phone if you hadn't told me. Yeah, phones but, um, are pretty amazing. That's, that's, that's yeah. You know, I was surprised too. Um, you know, you don't have a lot of features. And, and honestly, like ninety nine percent of the editing I do is like on my phone. Um, wow. That's why I don't have a lot. Of, yeah, because and that's just like like cutting and splicing here and there. But um, only because my laptop is like so slow. Like the thought of like uploading anything and editing in there, like it automatically it, it gives it like a seizure. I think so. Um, it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrible, you know. So Mine's borderline. I'm in upgrade. <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, I do enjoy the videos. They're very informational, educational. Um, if you guys haven't checked them out yet, you really should. Um. And I think a lot of those you do in one take, right? I mean, that's, that's hard. When I, when I film my kind of how-to ones, I do more fishing than hunting how-to ones, but mm-hmm. I have to do multiple, multiple takes because I'm, I get tongue-tied and it's just frustrating, but I like how you can just kind of go through it just off the cuff like that. That's really, it takes talent that I don't have. Well, I don't know if it's talent or if it's just impatience, you know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> if you go into it thinking you're going to be, um, you know, this, this, you know, if it's going to be like the cinematic masterpiece kind of thing, you know, okay, fine. You know, you can devote all this in time and effort and all that stuff into that. But if you're just trying to do like a, like a how to or a tip video or review or something like that, it, it, people really don't care, you know, as long as you're just genuine about it. Um, yeah. And they're not going to care if you stumble your words a little bit or if there's, you know, uh, plane flying, but you know what though? There's one video out there that I have. I swear to God, I get it's uh, it's it's recurve versus longbow. Okay, mm-hmm. and YouTube YouTube ends up being like the cesspool. Uh, it's great people, but it's also the cesspool of people for comments. And oh, yeah. uh, I, you know, I was doing it like I don't know, it was like May June or something, and it was like like five o'clock in the morning. You know, when I have the outdoor range all to myself and. You know, because because you know you got to do this stuff around you know family time, right? So sure, uh, yeah. And of course, you know Minnesota. Well, you know, too mosquitoes. It's crazy. 
So I was swatting the whole time. I mean, I was being like attacked. I don't know if I just I remember like, that. Yeah. Oh God. I have more comments in that stupid video about how, Oh, maybe you should try, uh, you know, they make bug spray, you know, or oh, really jackass. Sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. You you've that. never you heard of that. I mean? Oh my God. There's so many comments about, uh, about just, you know, he, he waves his arms too much and I couldn't, I couldn't follow because, you know, he was too swatting too much. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. You know, if, if, if you're so great, if it's so easy, you get up here and you do it, you know what exactly. I mean? At five o'clock in the morning and, and, and try to put something out that's, you know, that might help somebody, you know what I mean? But, but for the most part, I just, I don't know. I just, I just kind of roll with it. And, you know, if I make a yeah. mistake or flub something, it's just, it's just part of, it's almost, I think people, I think people, um, um, feel more like affinity to something like that because it's like, Hey, it's just an, it's just like an average guy. Like you're there talking to that person and they're telling you about something rather than, yeah, you know, Hello, I, you know, I'm yeah. such and such and it sounds perfect. And you know, right. I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, my biggest, the video I have with the most views is because I had so many negative comments because the guy I was filming <laughs> shot, shot a sow and actually there were two sows and one of them had piglets with it. Mm-hmm. And he actually shot the other one, but everyone goes crazy because, you know, oh, you can't shoot a, you know, these are, to the ranchers, these are like varmints. They're vermin. Yeah. They, they would shoot them with, a, you know, AK-47. They would have shot all the piglets, too, like the, the rancher on that particular property. Right. And we kill one sow and then people go ape shit. And, yeah. But the negative comments really boosted the uh, the algorithm, I think. That's what I've been told. So it's it's got like 500,000 views or something. And it's, oh, it's not, no kidding. Oh yeah, it's it's not one of my best. I mean, it's okay, but the narration's pretty shaky because I didn't have a good microphone and the footage yeah. is good. But um, yeah, it's not one of my best. It's not even in the top ten, but it's got a, a lot of views just because I think these people hated it. You know, it's mostly crazy. from Europe, Europeans like yep. broken English and criticizing. You know, don't shoot the mother like stuff like <laughs> comments like that. Well, you see all the comments that uh, Mark Harrison. Gets, oh right? yeah, and, and and he you know, I, I find hilarious. It hilarious. You know, <laughs> um, but same with um, I think it was the last year sometime. Um, uh, Chris, is it Makoa Chris Johnson or Chris Makoa Johnson? You know, she, uh, she shot something, she shot a javelina with, uh, uh-huh. with, with her, her, you know, child on her back. Right. I mean, um, I can't remember oh, yeah, yeah. how old mm-hmm. she was, you know what I mean? But, you know, full on like bomb predator mode, you know, she uses javelina with a longbow, you know, and, uh, her, her thing, I mean, that, that went viral. Right. And I don't know what the technical um, number is to officially go viral, but I mean, it had like millions of views, same thing, you know, the, the death threats and the, um, the, the hate and the name calling and, you know, just crazy. Like I, I, I messaged her, um, and I said, get ready for all the hate coming, you know, cause it was right when it was starting to go viral. And then she's like, yep, oh, wow. You know? and yeah, it was just, <sighs> and, yeah, who and was a lot this? of it is European. Yeah. Who was who this? Um, Makoa Chris Johnson, uh, is it, I can't remember if it's Chris Makoa Johnson or Makoa Chris Johnson. She's, I uh, I saw that. Yeah, okay. they do, um, the, the longbow shop, I believe, you know, they're out of Texas, her and her husband, they kind of do like, uh, um, kind of like archery demonstrations and, uh, kind of, kind of like Renaissance kind of fair, kind of oh, uh, cool. fair kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, she she's frequently on like you know like the push and like you know as far as the forums and things like that, and she's kind of all over. She hasn't posted in a while, but yeah. So was, this was last year, and then she just got all kinds of hate for that. And again, mostly from you know Euro- European, the whole European. Once it goes, uh, you know, it, it's amazing. It's 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 this is electronic, right? This is all virtual, it's digital, and mm-hmm. anywhere in the world can get it. But it seems like certain things. There's almost like a virtual 
invisible like a border, almost like a country border. But as soon as it hops over, like it's almost like it physically crosses a border, then the floodgates open and then the hate mail comes in. It, it's, yeah. it's really funny. And then there it yeah. goes. Then it goes viral. Or then it goes viral. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, Mark's comments are. I mean, I almost want to go on there and <laughs> insult him just so he'll insult me back because his commentary is so funny. It's like, oh my god. It's yeah, a riot. He's, you know, he's. I, I've asked him. I said, you know, is, is it is it worth it? And he, and to him, it is because he's. Oh like, yeah. You know I don't. I don't want to let these people get away with this because they're just they're online quote unquote bullies and they're just they're bullies. Gonna, yeah. Gonna say crap and no one challenges them. And then when they get called out, you know, he's like, they shut up. But I mean, you're not going to shut all of them up. And what I'm afraid of is, um, you know, I don't get the response that he does and I don't have the, the audience, you know, or, or me either. Subscribers yeah. or he, you know what I mean? But, um, my, my thing is like, you know, YouTube is going to side with, you know, like you're supposed to uh, kind of, um, uh, you know, be the better person kind of thing. And yeah. either just delete them or block them. But when you start engaging and, you know, returning the name calling and, uh, and all that, they, they tend to not like you so much, I think. So I'm, 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 I'm trying to avoid going down, you know, any kind of path. Like, so I'm kind of watching what happens with him, you know, if he gets in trouble or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He hasn't been banned yet. No. Um, I'm actually going to have him on as a guest soon, but, um, uh, I've got a, a big, hog hunting spot and stock video coming out. So there'll be some offensive stuff in there. So hopefully people will hate it. You know what you do? You, you swat at a bunch of mosquitoes before you shoot the sour <laughs> piglets and then, and then shoot the piglets and then woof, watch shoot, out, man. Shoot the sow in the teat. Well, right. one of them is uh, subscribers. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> terrible. Uh, back to, um, I'm looking at my notes here. Um, oh, any plans for like more? What's what's your next um, YouTube? Do you have like a, a tips video coming up? Um, anything specific, or is it kind of just uh, as you think of it, you film it, or anything in particular special coming up on the channel? So, um, I, I do I do it a couple ways. One, you got to kind of be seasonal with stuff, right? Yeah. Um, just because you know that's going to get the most, you know, more views and. Um, you know, and I'll try different stuff too. Like, I don't know if you listened to that, that one I did with Jason about entrepreneurship and stuff. And we're yes, talking I about did. algorithms mm -hmm. and I, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but you know, certain things you'll do, you'll get zero views on certain things you do. You get lots of views on, um, and every now and then I'll run kind of an experiment. Like I'll throw out a video that has nothing to do with whatever YouTube has decided to put pigeonhole me into, and I'll get like no views for it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I'll still put a couple of that stuff out, but I do have one. Um, I just did one. Uh, I don't think I've released it yet about redoing um, your targets, you know, restuffing targets, right? Like bag target stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, I got uh, I got some, uh, what is it, like prop, is it polypropylene or polypropylene? Yeah, I think it's polypropylene. They're woven, woven mesh uh, polypropylene bags, right, that you get from yeah. Amazon or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same kind of stuff that they do like bag targets with, but it's a little bit thinner. Um, but basically I had an old bag target. I mean, you know, you know what happens to bag targets. It looks like the guts blew out of it, right? Right. They fall everywhere. apart. Yeah. Yeah. So these are a little bit smaller. So you do have to have a little bit of a backstop with them. And, you know, um, I, I just show kind of how, how easy it is to just buy the stuff like ridiculously cheap, reuse the same stuffing and just keep shooting, you know, and, and most people have like more than one target. So you can put like a bigger target behind it. So it doesn't kind of tip over because it's not big enough to kind of hang from like a target stand or anything like that. So I got that, I got that film. I didn't, I haven't put it out yet. Um, okay, cool. I'm probably do another like one sticking video with the new, um, uh, 
uh, you know, one stick I got there, uh, at least kind of show the whole, the whole thing. Cause I've got a one sticking video I did a couple few years ago, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll do it with this, with this new stick. And of course it's heading into season, right? So that's where it's, it's going to get the most eyeballs on it. Um, and you know, full disclosure, I mean, I put Amazon links in there. So the more people that click on that stuff and go to Amazon and buy, you know, I'll, I'll get some commission for it. You know, yeah. I think almost every YouTube person, I don't know if you do, but does that, but you know, I try not to, I try not to put out stuff that's like, hey, check out this product and buy it, you know, without ever like like using it. You know what I mean? Everything right. I have there mm-hmm. is like stuff I have. Um, I started reviewing some of these uh, like kind of cheaper Amazon bows. And, um, you know, I kept the last one I did, uh, which is this Ky- Kynokai bow. It's like, I don't know, 60, 70 bucks. It fluctuates or something like that. Yeah, it's ridiculously that. fast. Yeah. It's crazy. You know. It's still not perfect. You know, the limb pockets click because the limb rubs into the uh, limb pocket a little bit. So it's kind of like um, distressing a little bit. Thinking like, oh, is that like a limb, you know, crack or whatever? But Blowing it's not up. just rubbing. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the, the grip isn't all that fantastic. I'm still working on that. But, I mean, it is a stinking fast bow. And um, I was very, very impressed with it. So that's still hanging on my wall. I don't know what I'm going to do with that, I'm, you know, because I'm – you know, I, I'm not going to hunt with, with that one. I've got, you know, the other ones we talked about, but yeah, just stuff like that. I'll, I'll just kind of re- review, you know, those kind of things. And some of them I'll keep, some of them I won't. Um, I don't, I don't think I've got any others that are, uh, I think I did a review on that, that second grizzly. I told you that I bought the twin, um, the 52 pound one, which is the twin yeah. to that 42 pound one. I haven't released that one yet. I did that a little while back, but, um, yeah, other than that, yeah, it'd be interesting be... seeing that one because that's like one of my dream, not a dream bow, but it's like my favorite look and a kind of traditional yeah. bow is that is that mid '60s grizzly. I think that's just the best, the handle and just the <clears throat> the, um, the the symmet- the lines of it. You know, when you see it in profiles, yeah. like, that, that's how a recurve bow should look in my mind. That's how they should look. I do. And, uh, the grizzlies now. Well, I mean, after what nine six? I think after '67 or '68, it started to get that rounded. Uh, yeah. Front, you know, They're which ugly. is technically the the back of the bow in old time right. in the archery speak, but I can't stand that. Just makes no sense to me. The front of the bow is the front of the bow, so the front of the right. bow is kind of more rounded. Um, but uh, I think sixty, I can't remember if it's done sixty three. I know definitely sixty four, five, six, seven have more yeah. kind of like a flat um, instead of uh, you know uh, stuff to describe. But uh, yeah, those lines look way better to me than than what they did after going into the 70s. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the 70s look, but I love. Um, so I had that I had that um, that that 42 pounder, and I'm like, man, this thing it's older than I am. You know, I'm 47, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, this thing is still shoots lights out, no twist, no nothing. And I'm like, but then it's like, man, what, what if something happens to this bow? Maybe I should get another one. You know? So I was looking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was yeah. looking for like that those years you know and i was looking at like the zebra wood ones would be really nice you know they're, they're real pretty but, uh, yeah. yeah a little more pricey but then i happened to stumble on this one and it happened to be another 1966 and it was the price was great it was 52 pounds came beautiful beautiful condition shoots lights out as well i don't, I don't know what it's what it is 1966 i had a 1966 Kodiak magnum as well again not planned yeah <laughs> you know so but yeah that's um that's that's another uh, video I think I got I'll, I'll put out there you know I, I kind of I'll tend to stagger them you know if it's nothing like you know I got to get this out now you know what I mean I'll I'll stagger them whereas if it's something like um, I don't know uh, something to do like you know preseason prep well that should have already been out by now you know what I mean right. if not yeah yeah so 
I'll, I'll, I'll try and do that. But the rest of it will be just during the season and just kind of put out, you know, random. Here's me bow hiking again, not seeing anything. <laughs> <laughs> bow hiking. Yeah. I do a lot of bow, bow hiking. Bow hiking soul. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you, um, I'm always interested in how guys practice for, for the season. Do you, um, do you have a particular, like, I know some guys will shoot one arrow, go pull the arrow, you know, shoot a broadhead and then shoot it again. Do you have a particular, um, sequence or a way to practice for season? Um, so, so I shoot a lot, right? Um, and I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to shoot in my house, like, in my basement, I get like 13 yards. Okay. Down like, like three, 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 four stairs and an arc back about five stairs, you know, through, through a doorway kind of thing. So yeah, every day I can go and, and, you know, take some shots. Um, regardless, as far as how many I do it. Yeah. I try to make that first one count. Um, even though I'll sit there and like, I'll probably shoot another 50 arrows. It's always, I, I don't, I don't discount the one. If I make a bad shot on the very, very first one, um, I, I don't, fool myself into thinking oh well that was just a, well a fluke well if it's a fluke it's going to be a fluke in in, in the field so right. I, I i do put a lot of weight to that to that first uh to that first era whether it's you know indoors outdoors um you know what have you mm-hmm. yeah any um it's weird because i live in florida so i can hunt pigs year-round which is amazing it's great yes. but I don't get as excited for opening day of deer season like when I lived in Iowa or New York or North Carolina briefly. But um, do you do you get into that like that whole like oh here here it comes like or is it just depends on your schedule whether you can even get out that first week or do you you know what I mean like I think it's oh, important yeah. to have seasons because when you have seasons you have a an off season right I don't have an off season here it's great it's awesome I'm not con- complaining really but how do you feel about that like opening week or or rutcation people talk about yeah, all that I, t- I totally totally understand what you're saying um yes I do I get um I, basically from the end of one you know end of one season you know our our archery season goes from like the middle of September through December 31 and then um you know for deer and then we have small game that continues on till the end of of uh, February so basically as, as soon as anything ends i'm automatically thinking about you know is it september yet you know <laughs> yeah um constantly because um and this may sound desperate but i'm so like i'm going to use the word desperate to shoot something with 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 my bow with this traditional bow, um, mm-hmm. because I haven't yet that every like season that goes by that, that I still don't get it done. I mean, it's like, it's just a stupid amount of pressure that I put on myself because I'm like, man, I'm sitting here, I got some podcasts and videos, but I've got like, you know, and, and I try to stay in my lane, you know what I mean? As far as that goes. But I mean, I want to prove to myself and anybody like, that I can actually get it done. You know, I just need time. Yeah. I just need time in the woods kind of sure, thing. So, time in the woods. um, yeah, so it's, it's anticipation, but it's also like, stress too because it's like okay how much time am i going to be able to eke out um how does this work with family time you know how much how much can i try and get away with at home you know kind of thing so yeah it's it's uh it's just a big you know anticipation like of uh of, of upcoming seasons yeah but i you know in the mornings you know for example like like i said i work you know like six to six but i will actually get you know i come in at like 5 a.m or quarter to five so this morning you know you come in and it's like i walked out of the house and it's like nice crisp cool and i'm like oh yeah yeah Yeah, that's it's yeah i am i am not a summer guy at all (laughs) i don't like the heat i don't like humidity um you know I'll, i'll i'll fish every now and then um just to spend time, you know, doing something outdoors with my daughter, but I'm not really that big into fishing. 
Uh, mm-hmm. so there's really no summer activity that, that I enjoy. Like it is not for me, you know, and I kind of joke, not that I'm not, I'm not joking about it was depression, but you know, people say like, they get like seasonal depression. Oh yeah. It's like winter yeah. and stuff. I get that in the summer because there's, it's, 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 it's a, I'm, I'm serious. It's oppressive humidity. It's heat. It's bugs. And everything that I hate loves me. Right. Like if, yeah. if you want to be, yeah. If you, if you want the best like mosquito control, have me sit about like 10 feet away from you. Oh my you gosh. Know? Yeah. That's how bad that's it how is. my wife so is. I, yeah. Oh, so I spent love most her. Of the summer just soaked in deep woods off in permethrin. So I cannot <laughs> wait until all those, anything that's, that's creepy crawly, Let's basically like look at it this way. I love I love hunting season because everything that you can't shoot and eat is dead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it, and I know it sounds harsh, but God, I I, I hate summer. So yes, I'm I, really really looking forward to. Um, my happy time is uh is is the fall and and, and the cold. I like the cold. Yeah, I I moved to uh, Florida from Iowa, so I had all this scent lock and scent control stuff, and um, forget forget scent control in South Florida. And I just I spray down. I used to use a, I still do use a thermosel, like sitting on stand. But if you have to track a pig or a deer in Florida, you better spray down head to toe. I I spray down head to toe just leaving my jeep, like to sit on stand. If they smell me, they're gonna smell me. I mean, if they get downwind, they're gonna smell me regardless of whether it's they're smelling my BO or my off, you know, I mean, correct. It's, yeah. So I don't, I don't even bother with scent control anymore. I just kind of try to set my stands where, you know, where they're going to come in upwind, you know, so that's kind of yeah. what you're supposed to do. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no matter what they're going to smell, they're going to, yeah, exactly. It doesn't yeah. So exactly. Yeah. It takes the pressure off in a way, but no, I, uh, I, I mean, I, I I'm going to enjoy hunting even if I don't end up seeing anything is, is my point. Otherwise, I'm going to sit there and I'm just going to be just, just smothered in mosquitoes and and uh, and I'm a tick magnet too. And ever since Ooh. I started just soaking down the permethrin, I haven't had a single tick on me, in you know, since I started um, in earnest uh, hunting turkeys, you know, because mm-hmm. that's like big tick season. Oh yeah, and uh, and uh, probably like the last four or five years, I have not had a single tick on me. Otherwise, I'd be I'd have I'd have them all over. So I live in permethrin. I love that stuff. It's funny, this part of Florida, um, there's just no ticks. There, really? When I go to Central and North Florida, there's, you know, millions of them, but I, where I hunt for pigs in South Florida, no ticks at all. Never, I, maybe once in like 11 years, I've seen a tick. I mean, I see them on the pigs, but they, I've never had one on me, and I don't like put the permethrin or any of that. I used to when I lived other, you know, hunt of other places with tick problems See, all, all the lizards ate the ticks and then all the pythons <laughs> ate the lizards so you <laughs> yeah the ticks are probably it's probably too hot for them down here i don't know it's crazy I don't know. maybe, maybe yeah. they're smart maybe they're like screw this it's uh <laughs> yeah I've, I've spent enough time in florida just from um you know like like you know racing or whatever and then traveling and stuff so I, I always used to joke that i mean I, I was like a part-time resident almost you know so i've spent a lot yeah. of time down there um still it's one of those things where you go down, you're like, it's, there's so much wildlife, but it's like such, di- such like different wildlife than you find anywhere else. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, um, it's a cool place, but then you're like, man, I could live down here and like hunt all the time. But then you walk out and it's like 72 degrees, but like you can't breathe because it's oppressive humidity. You know, you're like, oh, yeah. you're like, nope, yeah, nope, the mornings nope, are brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Today's a perfect example. It's like 92 degrees and 
88% humidity or something. Oh. It's, it's too hot to even go to the pool. <laughs> That's, yeah. No, <laughs> we're in the water the whole time, you know. Yeah, you know, first, no, no first world problem, you know, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I don't know, man. Some parts of Florida are <laughs> third world problems. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So, um, do you have any, do you have a hunt story you want to finish up with here? Any, any idea? I thought hunt about, story. um, it doesn't have to be a kill. It could be just a cool encounter. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be bow hunting. It could be rifle, whatever. Bow so fishing. <laughs> the very, okay. Yeah. But, okay. Well, I've I got a couple. So my, let's, let's do first, right? So my very first deer, uh, we were, um, uh, so I was, I was in, I still am actually into like military surplus rifles, you know, like old, like, you know, Russian, like most of Nagants and Mausers and yeah, that sure. and other. So when I reload for them and all that stuff. So I had taken this most of Nagant M44. Look, look, people can look it up if they're, uh, uh, curious. It's like a folding bayonet and everything like that. So, awesome. um, I shot my first deer with that, um, with, with hand loads. Now that thing was not accurate past 50 yards, uh, no matter what I did with it. But, um, you know, we were, we were at a, at a friend's property and we were no more than we were in ladder stands, no more than like 75 yards apart. And, um, so I'm sitting there waiting, waiting. And then I hear, you know, it's like late afternoon and I hear bang, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, he must've shot one or whatever. And a few seconds later I hear like coming towards you. I'm like, Oh crap. Okay. So, um, then I see this deer, this young buck, you know, bounding. So I thought he hit it. Right. And not, not mm-hmm. that it would have mattered cause I'm not like an antler guy. I don't care if it bounds down. So, uh, I turn yeah. around and, take a shot and it looks like i hit it and then and then i proceed to like like unload trying to like finish this thing off right so then it goes and beds down i can kind of see it and i have like i can't remember like one or two rounds left i think because i had some extras with me in my pocket and um long story short my buddy wants to get down and and kind of finish it off i said no just let it sit you're gonna you're gonna you know bump it i'm looking at it you know so long story short he gets down he bumps it um you know gone and you know, we found some, you know, blood here and there. And then it was one of those like long kind of sleepless nights kind of things. And it went to the neighbor's property and we're camping on this, like it's an undeveloped lot, you know, where, where, where this is. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the guy comes over and he's like, Hey, you know, we can track it uh, tomorrow. It's probably on my property, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, long story short in the morning we're tracking and, you know, we lose like blood, like, you know, very, pretty early. And it's one of those you just kind of go on instinct, you know, I'm like, I think I'm going to, I think I saw bound this way. And, you know, everyone says it kind of goes toward water and this and that. I'm like, nah, I, I, you know, it was kind of going uphill kind of slightly this way, like a hundred yards past where, you know, you would, any kind of sign that we saw, I happened to look down and I see one little tiny drop of blood. I mean, on us, I mean, a tiny drop of blood wow. on a tiny leaf. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So I know I'm kind of in the heading in, in the right kind of like azimuth, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, another like 50, 75 yards and there's this, you know, lump uh, lying there. So um, it happened that I'm the one that shot it because we only had one bullet hole and I did see it. I did see me hit it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And my buddy had missed it completely because it was like almost right underneath his ladder stand. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So uh, that ended up being like my very first, uh, my very first uh, a deer with um, uh, 7.62 by 54, you know, Russian uh you know, most in the, most in the gaunt. So, uh, that's classic. Know, that was, yeah, was that open sure. sights or did you have a scope on it? Oh, no, no. Open sights. Open, open sights. sights. Yeah, yeah. I figured. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I, I like I like shooting open sights. I have one scoped rifle. It's like a you know straight out of Fleet Farm, you know Savage Axis uh, scoped combo, deadly accurate. But uh, yeah, it, it's one of those you kind of get bored with it. I mean, I, I like my Mauser. I like my you know my my old Millsurf stuff. You know, they're just fun to shoot. Um, and I shot uh, this year. I shot well this past year. I shot um, uh, my doe with a uh, uh, eight millimeter Mauser. It's like my fa- that's my that's my favorite of my rifles. You know. Yeah, another um, classic. Yeah, just more just, classic. Love, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, you know, this isn't exactly roughing it. We're sitting in a heated, uh, elevated box blind in a in a swivel chair yeah. kind of thing. But uh, I figure if I'm gonna shoot this thing, it's gonna be with something at least oldish. You know what I mean? So this, yeah, this, for this sure. gun was made in 1924. So, um, you know, I did that, and then I guess the first. Uh, the first quote unquote kill with my traditional bow was I was um uh a few years ago I was uh turkey hunting and I hunt a lot in like flooded flooded areas, flooded marsh, uh, or areas that are prone to flooding. Mm-hmm. Um so it was it was pretty flooded um from I guess it was still God, just runoff from like the winter melt, you know, because this was wow. like, April, late April, May or whatever. So um yeah, it was pretty, so I'm sitting there going, I was, I was on my way back. I was going to be on my way, my, bleh, my way back. And I hear this kind of like croaking, you know, like, like groaning croaking. I'm like, what is that? You know? And, and I really haven't gone like bow fishing and things like that for, for carp or whatever. And I'm like, I come over and I see like the, um, kind of the flooded, you know, marshy kind of area, you know, the kind of walk in and it's kind of roiling around a little bit, right? I'm like, oh, there's fish and look at this carp in there. So, awesome. you know, I, yeah, so I had my broadheads and I had my, you know, I had, a um, one of my, um, field points, but I don't have, you know, I didn't have like a bow fishing rig or anything like that. So I'm, I'm at the edge of this thing and there's like carp everywhere. Right. And some, this one's like five feet away, if that, and I'm trying to like, I'm like, all right, I'm, I, maybe I can like shoot one straight down almost and pin it, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and I could walk a little bit cause I was in, you know, like, you know, knee high boots or whatever, but, um, much more than that and i would have been you know submerged or whatever but um yeah so i just kind of took my time and whack and i got it you know i shot it right right behind the the gills and i pinned it to the dirt you know i'm like sweet mm-hmm. you know and you know use the uh the, the hook of the uh the recurve to kind of drag it you know a little bit closer and i got it and there it is i got one like that's badass <laughs> my carp yeah, yeah. yeah a, i love buffalo, it buffalo buffalo carp tasted great you know? oh really absolutely Absolutely. Yeah, cool. yeah. I mean, I you know you you lose a lot because like I wasn't about to sit there and pick out like like Y bones and this and that or whatever. No. I'm just going to take out any chunk of non bone meat off of here and then you know fillet that you know fillet it off and then um, yeah. So I took it. Mean, you know, just like any fish, when you batter it and fry it, it tastes like battered fried fish. So yeah, yeah. Um, it, it just it just you know, but it was just kind of like. Yeah, I got you know. <laughs> Even better because it was, like it was tur- your kill too. Yeah, a target of opportunity kind of thing after yeah. uh, after unsuccessful turkey hunting. So that's cool. Yeah, I like it. So I think that's uh, yeah. I think we're at the thirty minute, well, hour long mark now. I guess. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about your? You want to give out your the name of your channel? We've mentioned it, but uh, and anything else you want to share? Yeah. So bow hunting soul. Um, it's a uh, you know, YouTube channel, podcast, uh, Instagram, all that, you know, same stuff. So I think we've kind of talked about most, I don't know, everything I do on there. I, um, you know, you, you won't, you won't see any kind of like whack and stack, uh, you know, my stuff. And like not, I said, I, I try to stay yet. in my lane of things that I know how to do. 
Not um, yet, right? Not yet, but you know, it's it's still fun, and um, you know, you'll uh, you'll see some how tos and some reviews and things like that, and uh, you know, going into saddle hunting, there's uh, like, or at least in the season, but um, you know, with saddle hunting being so big, um, you know, I've done some videos on on knots. Uh, so if anybody's kind of new to it, like I was, like you know, last year and a half ago, basically. Um, you know, not that I'm like super seasoned into it, but you kind of have like a quick ramp, ramp up learning curve. And, uh, there's a few knots that you really need to know that you should, you ought to know to be safe. Um, so I did some videos on that. Um, you know, just some basic stuff, I guess, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's, there's reviews on there, bow reviews on there, shooting, you know, tips, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, if I'm, I may not be the best at it, but I know that I'm farther along the path than someone, you know, newer at it. So if I can help them along, uh, then that's, you know, I just, I just have fun doing it. And on the podcast, I just like talking to people. I mean, mm -hmm. you can, uh, yeah. I, I always think I yell into the phone, um, you know, or into the microphone. I probably do. So sorry if people are like thinking I'm yelling in this podcast, but I always go back uh, and listen to myself and be like, why am I so loud? <laughs> <laughs> I listened to the first part already and it wasn't, it didn't sound loud. It's, we sounded about the same level. So, okay, uh, good. Yeah. yeah, you're not, yeah. you're not shouting. At least it doesn't yeah. sound like you are. Yeah. Okay. Good. So yeah, I just like talking to people and just like you do. And it's interesting. Yeah. Like-minded souls. Yeah. 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 So maybe, um, after season or during the season, uh, I could have you back on if you wouldn't mind and we could talk, uh, see how your season's going. See, yep. uh, and, uh, just touch base later. Yeah, absolutely. But, and, and, uh, and thanks so much for helping me out. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah, and I said, I, and I definitely want to make it down there and hunt pigs. This is this is the first year in a long in several years that I haven't been down to Florida because um, I used to go down there with my job, and uh, you know I used to eke out time to go go pig hunting and stuff. So um, yeah, the last, in fact, right before we got on, I was I was kind of eating some of my lunch, and uh, it is I had some. It's, it was canned mountain lion and canned uh, wild wild pork that are kind of mixed together and canned together, you know, and then kind of turns into like pot roast basically. So that's oh, something yeah. I was having for lunch and I'm sitting there going, man, this pig was from like two years ago. And, uh, that was the last time I, I shot anything with, uh, in, you know, at least as far as pig goes, you know? So, right. um, and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of cool that I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you about it and, and, you know, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. get back down there again and, and chase those things, you know? So it's, it's, it's kind of fun. It's an open invitation. So, and as you yeah, know, it's year, year round. So yeah, just let me know. I we know. can do it. <laughs> yeah. we can yeah. do it okay Emra thanks so much for being a guest on the show and yep. uh, and everybody needs to check out your podcasts I imagine they're already listening to it if they if they're listening to this one but uh yeah, yeah. And I'm, pretty, I'm pretty jazzed you got yours going too um, yeah thank know, you so much fits. for the help with that you've been a big oh, no help problem. to me yeah I'm not very techie so uh that's uh I appreciate that not a problem I mean I'm not either but again it's just a, a quick few little things you kind of figure out and the rest of it's like you know, you you can get to like ninety percent like proficient at it and be like it, it sounds just good enough, and then the rest of it is like, you know, it's, you're, you're dumping a whole lot more money into like, um, you know, incremental better like you know audio or or, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? It seems but that way, yeah, for most sure. Most anyone can do it, so I'm, I'm glad you're up and running. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. Okay, Emra, take care. Thanks for coming on again. Yeah, not a problem. Okay. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Please check out the Mangroves to Mountains YouTube channel. It's got hunting, fishing, camping, kayaking, and general outdoor information. Check it out when you get a minute. Thank you.